ready. I'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. We are each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on KNON Radio. And there's so much going on, so much going on. But I tell you, we've got some great news. We start with some really great news this morning. I went by. I've seen the clinic there on Marcellus. Then it was that village fair for shopping center, Marcellus and Ann Arbor. All that, the office of Dr. Drevis Edwards. That thing is beautiful. It is fantastic. When you go in there and looking around and you see all the great equipment and how beautiful they've redone that building. They spent over a million dollars redoing that thing. You think, you, well, you, I am I in office in North Dallas? <laughs> it's just as nice. Just as nice. There. Then at Village Fair. No, I don't think it's very fair. Anybody, those who know, straighten me out. I'm half asleep this morning. But this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And they, they, you got health care. In an area of the city that has been a health care desert for years, for years and years, this been a health care desert. Now you got great health care. There. It's, it's there. You go ahead and look, you're going to be so shocked and surprised. And you got, got to have great physicians in there. You just got, the thing is out of sight. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. I'm so proud of it. I don't know what to do. Just so proud. Dr. Drevis Edwards. Yes. Yes, this is really a thing that's, Really, we, 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 you, you won't believe it till you see it. So go see it, everybody. Everybody. What's everybody? Come see his new office. Come see it. It's a fabulous thing. And here we have also the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. What do we have here? What do we have here? What do we have here? Yes. And uh, this Republican Supreme Court, and I suppose we partisan, but it is. Those last three appointees Trump put in there, Lord have mercy, they want to take us back a hundred years. And others, uh, what about the Tatiana Jefferson trial? What about it? What about the Atate Anna Jefferson's trial? Will there ever be one? A Fort Worth where you just remain silent while they continue to sweep this thing under the rug? I'm not going to let it die down. I'm going to keep it going. We have got to do something. Come on, leaders in Fort Worth. African-American leaders in Fort Worth, come on, come on. Are you going to say anything? Are you going to do anything? Religious leaders? Are you going to let this harvest pass? Yes, this is a harvest, although it's a death. But it's something that can raise other issues about 
what's happening with our people. Come on. Let's, 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 let's be on top of this. Let's go. Come on, preachers. Come on, pastors. Please. Let's get, get into it and be involved with that trial. It's just the, the, the whole atmosphere. They treating us worse than you treat dogs. You shoot a dog, you go into jail. Shoot a decent black woman. Whether she's decent or not, she's still a, a human being. And kill her just shooting through a window. You don't know what's back there. They ain't have announced who you are or anything. Just shooting. Nothing's done. Do you think she could have gotten this much time on delays in her trials? Had she killed him? No, they probably would have killed her right there that night. This this is just ridiculous. And we look at situations like the Ukraine. Come on, America. Come on, Mr. Biden. Ukrainians are coming here. They're coming here and they're welcomed here. They're welcome. But why is it Haitians were not welcome here? A nation that defended America and defeated France for America. And we don't want to do anything because they took up, they tell me, two, what, $2 billion? I don't know where all that money is going. As poor as Haiti is, that was enough to almost rebuild everything in Haiti and put it on solid ground. That could withstand some earthquakes, definitely those tremors. Ah. Why is it some welcome and some's not? I guess in order to be welcomed into America, you have to be white. And uh, we seem to have an administration that seemed to be going along with this. Ain't no seem to be is going along with this mess. What about this? What about this? It's just one of these things that we, as a people, don't seem to care about other people that look like us. It's self-hatred running so deep within us that we don't care about those who can be easily mistaken for us or we mistaken for them if they don't know we're the same. And if you don't know we're the same, I'm just telling you, I'm saying this. And then we have $9 million about to be given uh, be given to this guy Brodsky white man to put a, a pre-K center in Redbird Mall. Uh, George Foreman called me about this. I meant to speak over there, but I couldn't that night. Uh, that she had a, a, a meeting about this. 
going to give him $9 million to build a pre-K center. This is the Dallas Independent School District. These are your tax dollars, my tax dollars. They're going to give to somebody to make more money off of in our community. How big an insult in a hosa can you bring to the table? How big an insult? First of all, it's not needed. Yeah, many daycare centers in our community. Many who provide many jobs for people in our community. And you're going to come in and offer pre-K. Yeah, it'll be free. But what time you close in the evening time? You're not going to be out late at night. Uh, are you going to be open on weekends? No, you're not going to be open on weekends. Are you going to be open all summer? No, you're not going to do that. Even if you were, you're putting private businesses out of business in our community. People, we got to protest that. We got to let him know we don't go for that. We don't go for that. Yes, and you're going to give a white man money to operate in our community and not give it to some of us. But we, it doesn't need to happen. You got people always talking about uh, we need businesses and everything, which we do so much. But we have a public entity that these people's tax dollars will be used against them to put them out of business to create something. The school district needs to do a better job of what it's got, let alone trying to add something else. You know, it's just a sad situation. I can go on and on and on here. I'm not going to read all this stuff and look at all of this stuff that's going on in our community. And, 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 and we don't hear any voices Watch the media. The media is tricky. The way they report the news to you can either, they say they're there to inform you, but sometimes they're there to soothe you on certain subjects, the way they report it to you. They, they speak down, they speak down in a situation when they ought to be speaking up. It's sad. It's sad. And you can reach me. We're in the midst, still in the midst of our spring press drive. But you can call and talk to me also. Okay, the name is what? On this number. <laughs> Excuse me. 972-647-1893. On this number. Yes, you can speak to me, <coughs> and you can make it with that number, 972-647-1893. So much going on. So much going on. All right, we're going to our phone lines. All right, okay. Who do we have here? All right. Good morning, everybody. And we have uh, Tony on uh, line two. All righty. Good morning, Tony. 
Come you there? Good morning, Rev. Yeah, good morning, Tony. How you doing? Fine, how you doing? All right. Mm -hmm. There's two subjects uh, I'm going to bring up. Mm -hmm. First of all, that bottom election <clears throat> was part of this money going to Boston and North <laughs> Dallas. Of, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, I remember George, uh, Trustee George said something about $75 million or whatever it was going to be at that new Valley View uh, mm -hmm. where the school won't be partly the money's going up there but there won't be no be no um, probably owned by that ISD well first of all bond elections is about putting riskable money in riskable pockets mm -hmm. that's all that's that is the problem is we keep electing people for the school board who <laughs> have business interests mm -hmm. and business connections mm -hmm. and so at the end of the day the community has started looking at okay they keep telling us they're for the kids <laughs> but really they're, they're a purpose of the business community in Dallas that's the reality of, of, of public schools they really are well, purpose for rich people they elected one in Pleasant Grove this past week. It's Camille White. She's a good, she'll be a good one. She's going to be a good one. The problem is the two African-American males you have on that school board ain't worth a quarter. I, I tell you, they're not worth a quarter. The two females will be far better than the two males. I'm still here. Yeah, can you hear Hello? me? Uh, yes. I couldn't hear myself yes. for one while. Uh-huh. And uh, the two females would be good for the community. The two males be no good. So I can tell the truth and, about that whole situation. That's what, that's and, our big problem. We vote for people. I don't, I don't know what it is. But well, I can well, say it's pure the, ignorance. Yes. But let me say, let me say this, and I'm gonna add one more uh, subject to it. Um, mm -hmm. The fact of it is, we vote sometimes because a person is black. And mm -hmm. if you ever watch where some of these people work, it'll tell you more about their character mm -hmm. and their true intent. Mm -hmm. They move back to the community, supposedly our community, with intentions for, for political gains. That's yeah. the reality of it. And I, and one last thing I want to add to this to to, to your uh, subject is this: we have a, a, a race that's coming up, uh, election coming up for the uh, Ebenezer Johnson District. Mm -hmm. And it, it is amazing to me. It is amazing to me that, you know, I'm not saying it's only two candidates. The reality is it should be a debate. It, the bad part about it is, and I'm going to say her name, Jasmine probably will get elected because her name recognition is more known. But the fact of it is this, I would never vote for her because she didn't want to have a debate for the, for the community, at least her a debate to see what she, you know, to, to see her ideas. What she's doing is she's doing Barack Obama move. Serve one year, then move to high level. That's cool, but at least have, give the community something to say, hey, this is what she said she's going to do. She keeps saying a lot of stuff, but we don't know what she's done the first year of her, uh, her, uh, her, uh, uh, State representative in the, in the house. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, she keep talking about national issues. She ain't said anything about this abortion bill in Texas. She ain't said nothing about Greg Abbott. Only thing she's doing, she's running on a national platform. And she ain't done nothing here. And like I said, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, all I'm asking her to do is... Why do you think Eddie Bernice, Bernice Johnson is uh, supporting her? Well, 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 let me give you my personal opinion. And, and, and I think because most of the people who put money in her coffers wanted her to pick somebody that, that they can put almost like other black politicians have a puppet up in Washington. I think that I've noticed that. Do you, do you think the other young lady going to be like that? I, well, say like this. I don't know what she's going to be about because I can't hear a debate between neither one of them. I tell you so, what, I'm going to try my best. I can't promise finally. Next week, I'm going to have them both. The election's on the 24th of the, this month, May. They need, they need to be debated, and we need to find out exactly what's going on. Exactly what to expect from them. What to see what they say they're yes. going to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. They all right. Thank you. I'll I'll do that. I'll go after both of them to come debate. Yes. Debate. Yeah. Because we don't know what seemingly neither one and and see that shows something's wrong, desperately wrong in Dallas when you have a a position as important as a congressperson, and we don't know anything, really, about neither one of them. That's a bad situation. We can we can say so-and-so uh, and so-and-so and so supporting this one, so-and-so and so-and-so supporting that one and all of that. That still don't prove anything if they have never accomplished anything. And running for Congress? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Man, you're, you're on it this morning. Thank you, sir. You have a good day. Yeah, all right. All right. Tell you what, we're up against a short break. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. Now you can can make your pledges by that same number, too. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. All right, we're back on Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. All right, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893, and you can make your tax-deductible pledge at 972-647-1893. Make it right there. All righty, Pierre, who do we have on that? Sojourner. We have a Sojourner. Sojourner? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Sojourner. Good morning, Doc. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Well, uh, I have a uh, issue that uh, I wanted to present. Uh, not too long ago, there was uh, some police, I think, in Garland that were indicted by the Dallas County District Attorney. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reasons, they were indicted by the District Attorney. And the representative from the police union, Mr. Mata, came on television and was, uh, they were, you know, wasn't feeling that this was right thing for the DA to do. And he made a statement that said, basically, 
Well, when the citizens call on the police, the police may be apprehensive to respond to their call. And I thought that mm-hmm. was absurd because that's what they're there to do is to serve. That's right. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. This was the chief, the police chief made this statement? No, Mata. Mata, the, the union president. Well, that's who really runs the police department in Dallas, uh, that police association, and any chief that don't go along with what they say, usually they figure out a way to get rid of them. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I have been as far as way, far away as Carsicana. Uh-huh. I, have, I have seen Dallas Police Department cars being driven in Carsicana. Well, maybe that's where the fishing hole is. That's where they live. <laughs> that's where they live. Yes. And I see it all the time. You see, you can get out on the freeways early in the morning. You'll see the Dallas police cars coming into Dallas. My point is, if we are going to pay these people to be public servants, why can't these people either live in the city or, like some other cities do have done, they have them pay commuter taxes. That's right. They don't want to live in the city. Well, that was raised seriously some years ago uh, by uh, City Councilman Allen, and he said that uh, people just live outside the city to just suck the city dry, use all its resources, its parks, and different things like that, but they want to live away from the city. It's not good enough for them to live in. So, charge a commuter tax. Now, that has been on the table. I This, oh, when George Allen did this, <clears throat> I think this was in the 80s or the 70s. Uh-huh. They proposed a, compu- a commuter tax. Now, Dallas-Fort Worth now is about to be come and be proclaimed the third largest metropolitan area in the United States. Right. But the cities, especially Dallas, Fort Worth have grown quite a bit. Do you know San Antonio is bigger than Dallas? Right. That is ridiculous. You go down there, San Antonio looks like a little one-horse town, and it is a little more compared to coming here because when you see Dallas, you're seeing a whole bunch of suburbs outside of Dallas and a whole bunch of people that doesn't pay taxes in Dallas. So, uh, some way, somehow, we got to get some better minds on our city council. Okay. We, we have a few good housemen. Look at, uh, what's that, where is that, what's the name of that place out there in Irving that cowboys used to be in? Valley Ranch. They were too stupid to annex Valley Ranch. There are a lot of areas around here should have been annexed into Dallas where they can make and pay Dallas city taxes, but they don't. No. So no, no creative minds. No creative minds, and what you get when you get when you get the police department. Or, or, I don't know what percentage lives outside the city, but what happens is that you develop a mentality of mercenaries coming yeah. in, work in the city every mm-hmm. day as mercenaries. They don't have no personal contact. Why no. don't we have policemen uh, living in my neighborhood where I see the police car parked on the street overnight? 
Well, uh, have you seen the crime? So many shootings here in this area, Dallas, Fort Worth, too. So every day is some. It's been some somebody shootings, and a whole lot of people that have nothing to do with it. You know, uh, they get they they're the ones who get hit by these flying bullets. It's just things. And like when you uh, don't live in a place, you have no compassion for it. No, these like you said, mercenaries coming they are in. They're mercenaries. That's basically what they do. They come in to get paid, and then they leave. Yeah. Okay. The 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 these people race up and down the street. I, yesterday, just yesterday, I saw a guy just pull out on the street in the broad daylight, twelve o'clock in the day, and went from zero to a hundred down a major drag, a major strip city in this in the city street in this city. Yeah. With no no apprehension about the police might be out here. None. Man, this is ridiculous. It's going on like that. You're yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. But why why there's no, uh, you know, condemnation, or even criticism, for this new police chief? And the last one we had is somebody got slapped in their own bedroom. They they said it was her fault. It's her fault. But this new one now there's no condemnation to him. This man gets the police chief we got on now. He went to D.C. with the president, and they sit down there and, and say how much crime has decreased in Dallas. Say what? Yes, he was in D.C. with the president, <laughs> and he was on a committee up there. There was a hearing, and he was one of the spokesmen, and he was uplifted as being doing such a great job in Dallas because the crime rate in Dallas had gone down and stuff. Oh, that's you know a little down dirty scene. The police didn't have better people around him who had already looked up at the crime, looked at the crime rate up in Dallas. Uh, he was. They had him as a speaker there. Oh, he was please. there to represent Dallas and what great oh. job he was doing. And Mayor Johnson and all them people helped run Miss Hall out when she told them that she needed them detectives sitting down there in them easy chairs to get their cells out there on the street. Mm-hmm. And they fought against her. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted, she wanted those fellas to really, for a change, earn their money. Earn their money. That's, that's all she was asking for. She didn't ask for no whole lot of money or something like She just, listen, they down there pushing paper. And drinking coffee all day and put them on the streets. Let them earn their money. Yeah, and the, and the mayor did not bag her. No. I have nothing good to say about the mayor. Yeah. Well, we gotta, we're going to have an election coming up, and I don't yeah. know which you know, one is worse, but I have to, uh, you know, between the superintendent who wants to give this, give away our money, to already multimillionaires here in Dallas to to put a lot of de- uh, black businesses out of business. And they're firing teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're firing teachers at DISD. Yeah. They're yeah, but teachers. who who are they firing? Watch. Watch I, who they're firing now. Yeah, I understand. I see it. I see it. Yeah. People need to be aware of what's going on because that Mr. Henry Holster comes in where are all the millions of dollars that came up missing? Where is that eighty-four it? million that came up missing? And when he went, he went away and come back, and his eighty-four million is still missing. Hello, certain people can get away with certain things in Dallas. 
Yeah. Nothing's ever said. Nothing's ever done because it's definitely been said. I've been talking about that for years. Yeah. I know because I served on the bond committee mm-hmm. where that money came out of. Mm-hmm. It, but it disappeared right. and has never been found and nobody seems to be looking for it. Right. All right. I thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you for your call. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have? And we have uh, Jane uh, on uh, line one. Jane? Yes. All right. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Reverend. How are you doing? It's Jane Hope Hamilton. Yes. All right. You doing all right this morning? I'm doing well. I've been listening to the show. I heard a caller earlier mm-hmm. um, talking about this runoff election mm-hmm. that um, that I'm in for Congress. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we haven't had any public debates... <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's it's actually pretty horrible. I've you know I've been working on trying to um, you know just continue with you know request for my opponent. I've posted on social media, you know, for her to have public debates. But I mean, at this point, you know, we start voting on Monday, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a, a void issue. But um, he was absolutely right. I have an uh, opponent. Jasmine Crockett, who has refused to have any public debates, and it's really sad because there are so many people who didn't know about this race. You know, we had nine when we started, and mm-hmm. everything moved so fast. And when the cryptocurrency, you know, billionaire who's 30 years old and he lives in the Bahamas, um, when he came in and gave, everybody thought that there was not going to be a runoff. Anthony Scarmucci, who used to work for Trump, He announced that their super PAC, which is funded by um, this 30-year-old in, in the Bahamas, would come in and put in $2 million, and they did just that. And so the rest of the eight of us in the race, it was just like, you know, if you could imagine, like, you, you know, a balloon and you just pop it. We were just deflated. Like, the air was just, like, taken out of all of us because we were going around and talking about all the issues that mm-hmm. our communities care about. Cryptocurrency had not even come up, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, $2 million comes into this race three days before early vote. And so everybody just thought that the race was over, that there will not be, you know, a runoff. Mm-hmm. But I continued knocking on doors and taking my message directly to the people mm-hmm. that I'm the only person that was running that has ever worked in Congress, having served the chief of staff to Congressman Mark D.C. and having worked on the House Rules Committee. Um, I am the one who is the most qualified and the most experienced. But the, your caller was absolutely right. There, you know, that that's exactly what happened. She said no to debate, and I think. Uh, and you're saying she doesn't. Want, she won't debate you. She will not debate me. But you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call and ask her. Are you willing to come on and debate her? On your sh- absolutely. All right, I'm gonna ask her. She come on and debate you because this is a this position is too important. A U.S. Congresswoman that one of y'all going to be, and we we got too many people. I I talk to people. They come to me and ask me, and I let them know that uh, until we can get them in the public and ask them questions, I give the public opportunity to ask questions also. 
of not only the qualifications on what you've done, what you plan to do, let you know exactly what I will be asking. What have you done and what do you plan to do? That's right. And I will just share with you Mm -hmm. that WFAA asked us both to come on. She said no. I said yes. NBC5 asked us both. She said no. I said yes. The NAACP also asked us. You know, so there's been Mm -hmm. requests for this entire time. And um, unfortunately, the answer has been no. Now we have early votes. That begins on Monday through next Friday. And as you know, Election mm-hmm. Day is the 24th. Um, the mm-hmm. 24th. So right. this would be the last Saturday of an opportunity to do anything. I know. But, I know. Just, but here's yeah. what. Here's what. Do you think, because she got such a large amount of money, that she felt like that just automatically put her in first place? And she absolutely, and she feel like they almost like she's incumbent that she would not give you that type of air time to get on radio or television with you to give you an opportunity to be that's absolutely you think that's the reason that's absolutely that's that's that is absolutely the reason. Um, she definitely is. She's, you know, I've never seen this. You know, I've been doing electoral politics in Texas and North Texas since 2000. A lot of the people who were supporting me, like Ron Kirk, like Royce West, like John Wally Price, like Congressman B.C. and Diane Ragsdale, a lot, they've seen me since I was 21 years old working to get people elected and working on policy. Mm-hmm. We've never seen this. We have never seen this. We have never, even Monday night politics. What happened to Monday night politics? You know, uh-huh. nothing. There has been no opportunity for us to sit in front of voters to educate them on our platforms and why we are different. But I'm going to be honest with you and just say this. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of problems. You know, when she had both and John's mother come out and say that it was absolutely disgusting, and that was her quote, that Crockett would represent misrepresent herself as the family's lawyer. She doesn't want to talk about that. She also doesn't want to talk about this super PAC that has come in to try to buy this election. She also doesn't want to talk about the fact that she did not vote against one of the worst voter suppression bills that we've seen in Texas history, that she rallied against on MSNBC. And while she doesn't want to talk about that, I want to talk about my record as, you know, someone that has been dedicated to this community, in the community, of the community. uh, Which politician you work for? I've worked for uh, Representative Helen Giddings, Congressman Martin Frost, uh, Congressman Mark V.C. V.C. Giddings Frost. You work with them? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have worked for them. Yeah, so I've worked on this in the mm-hmm. state house in policymaking as well as Congress, and I can tell you that those two bodies are completely different, right? Crockett is in the state oh, house right definitely now. So, definitely so, definitely so. Yeah, but now she good. can say she's got the endorsement of Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, who and held the seat for many years, uh, and that's powerful. I, why are you explaining that? 
I mean, listen, you know, Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, having been in for 30 years, that is meaningful to have an endorsement like that, right? Right. And so, you know, she definitely feels as though that plus this $2 million means that she doesn't have to answer. And while Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson is amazing and wonderful and all the things, I just don't believe that it means that she's a shoo-in. And I just don't believe that that gives her a right to ignore the request of the media and the voters. Okay. You know, and... I, I'm completely out of time. I'm up against a short break. But I thank you for this conversation. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh-huh. That clears the line. Okay. 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back and ready to go. Ready to take your calls and take your pledges. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. You can talk and you can pledge with that number. 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have on the air? And we have uh, Billy on uh, line two. BB? <laughs> Billy. 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 Yes. All right. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Fine. How are you? Good to hear your voice this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you were talking at the top of the show, you were talking about the Supreme Court taking us back, uh, you know, <laughs> back, uh, trying to take us back, you know, before uh, uh, voters' rights and, and, and whatnot, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that, that that's coming next, Pastor Barnett. They're 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 in planning right now to take away our right to vote. People of color is right mm-hmm. to vote. Mm-hmm. They're pros- I mean they're Oh, they're- I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. <laughs> yes. Every right we we've accomplished that through the civil rights movement. They right. they mean to take it back because they know there's a generation of African American adults who don't really know the history, uh, what we've gone through with, and uh, yeah, and, and, and how we had to suffer and fight to get to where we are, and they don't appreciate those, and they may not fight back as hard as we fought to get them. And they they see they see an opening, Pastor Barnett. They've seen this opening for mm-hmm. for years now. Yeah. Now they finally they finally figured out they've got sinister people. Finally got enough sinister people in there mm-hmm. that that that'll. That'll uh, plan and and whatnot and to take us back, you know, yeah. because because our because we don't know the history, we're not taught our history, we don't want to learn our history. It seems like we want to forget, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the history, whatnot. But you know, you know what that brings? History repeats itself. Yeah, and it's going to repeat just, itself if we don't be very very careful and get on top of these things because you got a lot of young people that are confused and they will say uh, this, the, the Democrats have not done nothing for us, the Republicans haven't gone, done anything for us, so it don't really matter who we vote for. They're confused. No, it, 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 it really doesn't, Pastor Martin, because you know, voter apathy is, is the main problem. We don't get out and vote Gosh Almighty! If you don't get out and vote, it's just like all these these, these low turnouts for these for these last few elections we had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just 
they're coming for you also they're coming for you mm-hmm. and you're not pretty soon you're not gonna you know pretty soon they're gonna take I, as far as Texas is concerned if these people win again you know I, they probably want to institute slavery again I know it's the you know it's just it's, well I agree and I agree with you 100% on that you see you see yep. the people wickedness don't convert. Wickedness right. will never convert. But what never. wickedness was do when it's fought with righteousness, it will destroy itself. But we yes. got to present some righteousness in our thinking and uh, the things that we do in life to make sure that wickedness right. never take over. And this is That's where right. the problems are. This yeah, wickedness is taking over because, as you said, the Republicans put out the manifesto back in 58, no, 68. They put it out and put out certain terminology they, they, they would use for, for years and it's been working and it's working and it's working and it's worked this way to where you have a evil downright evil Republican Party. Oh. And I call oh, yeah. it like it is. The downright evil. Evil. And yes. You know, Pastor Bunny, it's just, it's just, it, it's not amazing to me what they come up with anymore, and, but uh, it, it's just, you know, like you said, the Republicans don't do anything for us. Or, no, the Republicans want to hurt us, take us back to, to, to slavery days or whatnot, or mm-hmm. subhuman beings, you know, and, uh, and the Democrats won't stand up and fight. No, you know it just they just take it, take it, take it, take it, and you mm-hmm. know, and they want. But you know, righteousness comes with sacrifice from all of us. That's yeah, right. So some kind of backbone and sacrifice, you know, just like our forefathers did, you know, to to, to get these rights, mm-hmm. you know, to have a human rights, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and but we're too. We get we get they paint a pretty picture about you know as long as our backyard is fine or our front yard is fine you know we're not having any problems or whatnot we don't worry about our neighbors problems no. we don't worry about how abused they are or, or you know or you know how unfair the system is to them you know it's just you know it's just status quo we go along with it all the you know uh, the white people's not bothering me you know uh, you know they're giving me a hand up well you know what. Yeah, but they're coming for me next. <laughs> yeah, they're coming for you. Oh, yeah. If he's at your neighbor's, though, he's, he's, one, he's one, not going to miss your house. Yeah. One, fa- one, one quick thing, Pastor Barnett. You hit the nail on the head about Ukrainian people, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what happened to all these people at the border, you, you know, and the Haitians and whatnot? You know, you, you made them seem like the media, the whole media made them seem like like inhuman, inhumane human beings down there. I mean, you know, just like, you know, they weren't worth anything. But the Ukrainians, mm-hmm. because of their color of their skin, oh, my, we're welcome. Come on in. You know? And they're, they're saying, what is it, 18,000 a day is coming? Yeah. You know, and the media doesn't, they don't say anything about it. No, and you don't hear any protests. And uh, the only thing you hear about that is that uh, they took some baby food down there and gave it, they really... One just say they gave it to the Hispanics, the Mexicans down there. That's right. what they really, right. I mean, evil people will say. But right. the thing about that whole deal is they want the America to remain 
uh, the dominant population white is because it's fading so fast. They used to yes. say by uh, uh, 2047, uh, we'll be, uh, it'll be uh, br- br- uh, browns and blacks will outnumber them and all of this and that. Well, right. they, now they've moved it back to saying 2040 or 2039, right. blacks and browns will outnumber whites. See, uh, and just all kind of games are being played. And I tell you something else they have. They got a, ba- a baby movement going. If They don't mention it. They don't see it. But almost every commercial you see, everything you see, what do you see? A pregnant white woman? A white yes. woman had, I just had a baby. I, 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 had you, had you that noticed that? You, yes. And you travel the highways? Yeah, and if you see if you see post, I mean billboards and whatnot, they're all white babies, all white babies. White white babies, that's right. White babies, mm-hmm. and there's been a push for this, and I noticed this years ago. This, this is not just started lately. I mean, this this has been years now in the making, you know. Uh, and, and you know, white women having two or three babies and whatnot. You never heard this anymore. No, you know, there for a while they weren't having that many. Don't you remember now, when they used to talk about cutting down on the families? Uh, the nuclear yes. family, what was it? Uh, was it two and a half, three and a half people was a, a, a nuclear right. family? Right. That ain't no they, more. They, you know, no, they they got five, six, seven, eight children now. On yeah. Yes. Family. Yeah. Yes. And see, yeah, and it's nothing wrong with wanting to do it, but uh, yeah. do it right. Do it right. Don't yeah. keep certain people out of this country when everybody right. here that's here now, have been here for, for decades or centuries, have fought to sustain and come, uh, really, we, um, we, we, built, uh, we built America, black people. Of course you did. We, sure you did. We built America. So, sure you did. But you want to keep people that look like us out of here and bring uh, others yeah. in who've oppressed us who look like them. Yeah, uh, people. We better it. we better wake up to see what's going on. Thank you, Pastor Barnett. Thank you. That clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have a concerned citizen, and uh, he's on uh, line three. What's his name? Concerned citizen. Concerned citizen. All righty. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you, sir? To, to everyone. Mm-hmm. Barnett, uh, this is a subject uh, I was ca- want to call in and talk about because I don't want to change the, the topic. Uh, 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 you can change the topic. I have many topics on this paper, and I'm ready to talk about any of them you want to talk about. Okay, you mentioned a word, a four-letter word that's called evil. America is falling because of their evilness. And, right. and I believe this baby formula, and we look at abortion, baby formula and abortion, kill the young. It's something set up against America, and they so busy being evil against their own people to where there's something that's happening in America to where they want to get our young, and they're going after our young in a whole lot of ways. Now, mm-hmm. how can you see a shortage of baby formula? 
Well, and and, and you, we, we're gonna you know, import this stuff in here, this baby formula. That I don't know where it's made, where this stuff coming from. If I had a a, a baby, I'd be scared. I don't know. Uh, maybe we need to go back to the old-fashioned way that uh, women have to just go back to breastfeeding. That's a, I don't know. <laughs> we, I don't know. We, we don't know what's in that stuff, what's going on, but it's something, something, something that's wicked. It's happening. It's wicked. It's something it very, very wicked that's happening here in America. So this evil, this wickedness, uh, and we got such wicked we have such wicked politicians now yeah. I mean low down dirty yeah. we'll do down. anything tell any kind of lie and the worst state in the union when it comes to racism is, you, Mississippi oh, used to have that uh, have that image in Alabama Louisiana you should put that stuff on, on those states. But you know the state across this nation that has the worst reputation now? Do you, I don't know. Texas. Texas. <laughs> you in it right now in Texas. Got, I can believe that. We got some politicians in here we ought to be so disgraceful and ashamed of that they need to be voted out and voted out big and booted out. Really? And, and really, boy, it, it seems like uh, all these other countries and things seem like America forgot to look out after. Uh, we think that we got uh, allies and all that. America don't have that many allies anymore. And Reverend Barnett, wasn't it uh, uh, a time in the Bible when some king or something said, take out the young, uh, kill the first this and first that, and I believe- Firstborn son, uh, who's, who's in that home that didn't have the blood over the doorposts of the house, that was in Egypt. <laughs> then we had the Herodians to do it. That's when that Jesus had to escape into Egypt. Uh, for his life because they knew that uh, the Messiah was going to be born and was born and his, the star had shown where he lived at the time they made it to his house. He was about two years old. And he, he was from the age 40 days to two years old. And we find that these things that are happening now, yeah, they're happening all over again. Kill, they want to kill the firstborn male in every home. Well, yeah. what's happening now in America? Who are they killing? Oh, huh? Yeah. Who are they killing? They're killing that that male in the home. That young male. Our young men. They're killing. They're doing the same thing. Same spirit, same power. The evil, wicked people doing the yeah. same thing to us. How about that? Oh, I thank you, Reverend. Oh, I thank you, Reverend Barnett, and I thank God for you. Yes, 
All righty. We thank you. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All of our lines are fields. That one just flew open, okay? All of our lines are fields. I tell you what, uh, what, what is you got fifty? Yeah, it's bring, fifty-eight. Uh, you, bring, you, bring one on. Yeah, yeah. We we have uh, two two minutes. Yeah, uh, and uh, we have a uh, Joyce uh, on uh, line two. Joyce. Uh, yes. Okay. Alrighty. Good morning, Joyce. Church information man. She's not. She 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 is yes. she there? Yes. Oh, did. Joyce. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Joyce. Hello. Yes. Can you hear oh, me, Reverend Barnett? Yes, this is Joyce Foreman. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, raising the issue regarding uh, Dallas ISD. Uh, there are a couple of things I'd like to just say real quickly, and one of them is, is you are absolutely correct that Camille White uh, has been elected to the school board, which mm -hmm. is a really a history-making event. There, there will be four African Americans on the Dallas ISD. Really? It, will it really be really full? I just well, can't. we don't. We <laughs> gotta work on that. I know what's down there. God have mercy. Let's pray that it'll be four. There, there will be four, and so we're gonna work to try to make sure that. Um, this community is uh, represented in the best way that we possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, I um, So I'm excited about uh, Camille White coming on. Good, uh, good. The other, the other thing that I'd like to just touch on briefly, which you did um, begin in the beginning of your show, is to talk about the meeting that we had on Wednesday mm -hmm. uh, regarding mm -hmm. uh, Redbird Mall and $9 million to Peter Brosky for a child care mm -hmm. uh, facility. God have mercy. We had about had about forty five people. Good, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so it was a very good meeting in regards to um, the intellect and the things that came out of that meeting. I tell you what, uh, uh, Miss Foreman, could you hang on and we pick you up right after this eight o'clock break? Yes, sir, I can't. Yeah, hang on. And uh, yes, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? Yes. I'm going to kick it with mine, All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. Also, we're inviting you to worship with us tomorrow morning, 9.30, Marion Barnett Sr., Heavenly Joy Church, Facebook, tomorrow morning, 9.30, worship with us. And uh, we preach the gospel, but you'll also get an education on certain other things, too, really. But the main thing, we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we go back to uh, Miss Foreman here? Uh, uh, Miss Foreman, you there? I'm here. Okay. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what I was saying is, is that um, the meeting that we had on Wednesday night uh, really uh, opened my eyes to more of the scheme by Dallas ISD. But the uh, 45 people in attendance were really um, good in that they were able to express wonderful, wonderful. their concerns with, mm -hmm. with uh, such a, a plot by the district 
I mm-hmm. hate you couldn't have been there. They spoke well. I sure wish I could have been there, but I couldn't make in it. In regards should... to um, why would the district take their tax money and mm-hmm. ingratiate um, a, a millionaire yes. already? So mm-hmm. the district's position was that um, they, the community was underserved. My my position is is that let's take that nine million dollars and put it in a pool and help mm-hmm. those businesses in that community That's right. to be able to serve our children. That's right. Who, who better knows what our children need in terms of early learning and childcare? Yes. Uh, other than providers who have been working with our children for years, who know and love our children. And uh, absolutely, and and that's an economic engine in our community that we would be trying to take out mm-hmm. as a district, which I do not support, will never support, uh, and I've been very clear on my position. Mm-hmm. I also shared with the shared with the uh, people at the meeting is that one of Dallas ISD's biggest problems is they have no African Americans in leadership position in our early childhood program. God have mercy. Um, so um, it, it's just a, a lot of things going on. It is off the table right now, uh, and I'm working to make sure it doesn't get back on the table based well, on whoever we bring in as a new superintendent. And, and we need to keep our eyes closely on that who that new superintendent is to be. Is the present superintendent supposed to present to the board his nominees uh, for that position or do the board uh, presents itself who the nominee Uh, is is such committees on both sides of the fence Uh, there should not be on both sides of the fence it's the board responsibility uh, to be able to select the new uh, superintendent that is one reason, That's where I and thought. I all three African Americans worked to make sure that Miss White was in the room to be able to listen to um, uh, the candidate, so that so that uh, she is the one that's going to be voting uh, on the new superintendent. And there were some moves to try to keep the current uh, trustee on, so she could vote. But we were making sure that Ms. White had the opportunity to be the one mm-hmm. that would vote. So she's the newly elected right. um, trustee for that district. Mm-hmm. That wasn't easy, but we were able to pull that off. So she, will be, so she will be sworn in on Monday. And then we'll have the traditional ceremonial swearing in uh, at the next uh, board meeting. Uh, are there any African Americans that are in that pool? Well, I can't talk about the the makeup of the pool. That's part of the confidentiality. Uh, but but what why is that top secret? Is that, yeah, that's that, that's just any, anything in closed session is supposed to be uh, kept in closed session. That's so a DISD uh, rule. No, 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 no. That's an open meetings act rule, which is is by the state of Texas. That's not a DIS. Well, state of Texas, that ain't no better. That's a, <laughs> it, it ain't none of them no good. Yeah, that sure ain't no good. Then it's always been that way. What I will tell yeah. you is is that um, I am looking at someone who wants to serve all children. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me 
what race the children are. And it should not matter uh, in some aspects what race the superintendent is. I don't want anybody that's going to be leaning just to one race. It is, it's, a, it's important to me uh, that we have somebody that understands African-American children are scoring lower on our tests in all, at every grade level. And if you can't comprehend that, then you're not the right person for me. If you well, haven't done anything in the past to, to say that you're willing to work with the African-American community to try to move our children forward, then you're not the person I'm going to look at. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of nuances that, that we have to remember uh, that we haven't had the best in terms of what we need. Uh, Dr. Hinojosa said um, when he decided he was leaving is that one of the things he regrets is he hadn't moved African-American children. Well, if you know you haven't moved them, what have you done to try to move them? And so those mm-hmm. are really important to me. Well... We, we, that, let us know we have a great task before us, and uh, I sure wish people could would really find out. I'm going to do everything I can to try to educate people on the position of a board trustee with DISD. Because for the simple Absolutely. fact, if we don't have good people on that board, we can't expect hardly any African American children to move up or anything. So what we need to do is just really try to educate people on what type of people we need to elect to that board. That's just all to I it. think people, I think um, the community doesn't really um, see the value of having uh, outspoken people who are willing to stand up for our children. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I personally want to make sure all children are educated, but I specifically... Right. Uh, want to make sure that African-American children begin to uh, have the equity that they deserve. I'm a, I'm a product of Dallas ISD. Mm-hmm. I'm a former business owner. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I have done a lot in my lifetime based on my educational background. And so I want to make sure that, that children who look like me have those same opportunities. Yep. We're going to need that, and we're going to desperately need uh, this situation because one thing about it, we should never think about going backwards. But there there, there are some evil forces out there that want to take us backwards. So we're going to have to be uh, on our P's and Q's when it comes to uh, standing up and fighting these evil powers that's moving in this nation. We need to well, be, all of our children need to be educated. Yeah. Reverend Barnett, part of it is is that um, we have to be independent. We can't be depending on them to take care of us. No. And, and through independence, you're able to uh, speak your mind. You don't have to worry about anybody pulling your strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll hear a lot. You'll hear but now you got some people on that board that their strings are being pulled by other people. That I know about well, personally. You, you'll hear a lot of things about me, but you'll never hear that anybody is pulling my strings. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll always hear that I'm starchly independent, and I'm mm. going to do what I believe is right, mm-hmm. no matter what. And mm. and I think that's the, that's the key uh, to moving forward. And I think 
uh, uh, and I pray that uh, when Camille White comes on, she's going to have that same attitude uh, regarding what needs to be done. Well, here's a blessing then. It's a blessing. Yes, it is. I'm going to have to move. but uh, All right. But but thank you for the great work you're doing on the school board. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. All right, you do the same. See you on tomorrow. All righty. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. They clear the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, uh, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Gerald and, and also uh, Malcolm Robinson. All right, we're in the barrister's town. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, bring him on. Okay. Malcolm, yes, and okay, he's on. Malcolm, you there? Yes. Good morning. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing fine. Are the laws of the land treating us right? Say again. The laws of the land are they treating us right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave it like it is. Well, it is no. What it is. Like it is, oh my God, that, that yeah. whew, it's not good news. But anyway, we 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 can take it and we can move forward. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are going on, uh, in America, right? And I question the legality of a lot of things in America. Uh if the Supreme Court rules against Roe versus Wade. That means that would leave it up to the states to come up with their own abortion rules. Can you explain that? Yeah, well, uh, yes. The uh, Roe versus Wade was, a, was an, an attempt by the court to centralize any requirements, regulations in connection with uh, abortion or other means of uh, of uh, management of healthcare management as re- as it relates to reproduction, mm-hmm. and so the federal government outlined through the Supreme Court what the criteria was, and they based it primarily on viability. In other words, when the fetus became viable outside the uh, womb of the mother, then there was an interpretation that certain constitutional protections would, would, there would be constitutional protections for the fetus. And therefore, your ability to uh, actually abort the fetus would be regulated outside of the womb of the of the mother. Mm-hmm. I think that was the basis and the crux of it. And but so, as long as the the fetuses can only survive with the mother, it's not considered a human being. Well, I'm not going to say that it did not rise to the level of constitutional protection unless the fetus was viable outside the womb of the mother. I think that's the basic theory of it all. Uh, But they they wrap themselves up because when you focus on viability, 
the, the, these persons who believe in originalism and textualism and all that got themselves caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Constitution doesn't provide any protection for an unborn fetus. When the Constitution was written, there was uh-huh. no protection for the unborn. So they kept messing with it and they wrapped themselves up in it and then they provided protection, constitutional protection for the unborn fetus based upon viability of the unborn fetus. So the Constitution reaches into the womb of the mother and provides some type of constitutional right. Okay, basically, what did Roe versus Wade say? Well, it said, and uh, I forgot the actual week. Uh, I think it was a, uh, the third trimester that the the fetus became viable in the third trimester, and as a result of that, there's constitutional protection, and and state tried to uh, pass rules and regulations to protect the fetus from being aborted. But Roe versus Wade said that they couldn't do that unless there was a centralized, generalized rule of viability. And that's when they came up with the number of weeks. I forgot the the actual number. Mm -hmm. This case that's coming up is a Mississippi case where they are trying to change the viability to 15 weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that means that the fetus is viable outside the womb of the mother at 15 weeks, and therefore the fetus cannot be aborted at that time. So in other words, the whole U.S. will have to follow something that's been led out of Mississippi? Well, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, that's not really funny, but I believe... No, it's sure not. It's not. It's, that's not funny at all. No, it's not funny, but the way you said it, this, you know, I understand your point. Yeah. Uh, but that's the case that's before the, the court. And my contention is that court is the one that leaked the, uh, the draft of the opinion. Now, that's my contention. And <laughs> <laughs> they did it. And they act like somebody else did it, but they actually did it. Mm-hmm. And I think they did it to see what the reaction was going to be uh, to to the draft opinion. That's what I think. And based upon the reaction, uh, they would determine what the final opinion would be. That's, mm-hmm. Now, that's just my interpretation. Uh, that's my contention. You know, you know, I don't have any information or anything to, to back that up or support that. But when you think about it, you know, something like that could only be released if there was a at least a justice or the court itself that took part in, in releasing it. I don't think there's some clerk in there that that just going to automatically put their whole legal career in jeopardy by releasing some draft of an opinion. I, I You know, I find that difficult to believe. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough there. That's that's rough. That's rough playing. Tell you what, we're up against a short break right now, and you can reach us at 972-647-1893 and talk with uh, Attorney Robinson, and we'll be right back. 
All right, we're back, and we're back on Church Information and Open Forum. We're in the midst of our uh, spring drive. Uh, please call us at 972-647-1893. That will get you on the air to talk to me, but they'll also get you uh, time to pay uh, your pledge, please. We ask for those pledges. We have to ask for those pledges. And y'all, over the years have done a great job for my show for some, what is it, 37 years going on. You've done a great job. You very, I thank you. Thank you all very much. I have the best audience. And we've always talked about that. I had the best audience in Dallas. Yes. 972-647-1893. And there might be some now. That's on the line now. I got the lines covered. I'd like to talk to Attorney Robinson. Bring me a caller. So we have a Red Ghost on uh, line two. All right. Red Ghost on line two. All righty. Yeah. Good morning, Red Ghost. Is he on? Yep. Yeah. Oh. No, he's not on. Okay. Okay. Good morning, Red Ghost. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, you're on with Attorney Robinson. Yeah, Attorney Robinson, yes, sir. Um, I, I, I wanted to kind of like piggyback on some of the stuff that, that happened earlier, but uh, 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 Mr. Robinson, he's doing a great job in the uh, in the field of educating us about the things that's going on in Dallas. And I'd like to commend him to be one of the top lawyers to give us that information because everybody else is. Yes, he is. Some kind of position. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody's trying to bust down. So he's given us uh, something what we need, what we really do need. So I appreciate him very, very much. But I wanted to say one thing about the, uh, if it's okay, about the political runoff with the election for Congress. We, we're still having all these people that uh, is dividing the community uh, with this, uh, with the, with the, um, with the problem of not letting the people know. And we we should have a debate, and we don't have our community leaders fighting back in our recreation centers to pull these debates off so we'll know who to vote for. And and, and, and following the leader again is not going to make us any further into doing better in our community because we're getting the same old runaround. We're getting the same old thing over and over again because you got the money, because somebody endorsed you. It's not going to benefit the, the, the average uh, uh, community of people that's paying taxes. I mean, we got we down in the bottom, we down in 10th Street Historical District, and they wiping us out. Everything that we started working on at first, uh, uh, we got the bottom started. We worked on 10th Street first. They're building the houses. We haven't even got our infrastructure in 10th Street. So Malcolm Robinson is right on everything. Get your get your titles and get your deeds and stuff right because the man is right. Because this is a fight. They, they biting on every piece of your meat, on your piece of property, biting and taking it. So okay. hats off to you guys. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. All righty. Malcolm, you have anything you want to comment on? Uh, no, no. I, 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 he's correct on, on all on all fronts. And well, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, the audience out there uh, investigate and come up with facts uh, in terms of what the status of their property is uh, mm-hmm. here in Dallas, Dallas County. I mean, in the state of Texas, you know, but that's very important. Mm-hmm. And so... Everybody should go and get a current copy of their deed. Everybody should mm-hmm. get a current copy of the deed. When I say current copy, I say a deed that that 
uh, is uh, recent. I would say in the last three or four years, no more than five years, get a current copy. And you that that way you can make sure that you know what what you are uh, entitled to and what you have interest in in relationship to your property. That's important. But can you still, I love to do it at least once or twice a month, say about paying taxes on property. Does that give you the upper hand on receiving that property in, no. in case someone's deaf or whatever? What does paying taxes on property do for you? It does nothing for, for you. <laughs> and when I say that to people, people don't believe me. Well, you're not no lawyer. You don't know what. But I don't know why they don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> they don't believe it. Yeah, well, they well because it seems that if you pay property taxes on some property, you should you should have some title interest in the property that you pay property taxes. That mm-hmm. only applies if your name is on the deed. Yeah, the deed is the is the document that that outlines legal title and legal interest in property. The deed and only the deed. So unless you are able to acquire. Uh, a deed to property, and it should be a warranty deed, not a quick claim deed. If you mm-hmm. acquire a deed to property and your name is on it, then you have a legal title and interest. All right, and make sure we get it right. Uh, I want everybody to get it right. Where do you get a deed? Down at the at the uh, county clerk's office, and, and sometimes they refer to it as deed of records, but it's county clerk office in the county where the property is located. So if you have real property in Dallas County, then you go to the Dallas County Clerk's Office and... and is that on Stimmons? Say that again? Is that, is that the office on Stimmons or which one? That, that it was in the Renaissance Tower. I think they in the process of... It used to be in the records building and then they was doing rehabilitation. They moved it to the Renaissance Tower. Mm-hmm. And that's where it was located, and I think they are beginning the process of moving back to the records field downtown. Mm-hmm. So you you can you can contact them now. You can go online and pull it up, but you want to make sure that you pull up the right uh, information, and and maybe it costs for you pulling it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to give the address or and or legal description of the property that you have a question about. And they will pull up, and you can look at the, uh, what they call grantor or grantee index. Uh-huh. It'll show, you can get a copy of the actual deed that's recorded regarding okay. the property. The deed must be recorded in order for you to protect your legal title and your interest. So mm-hmm. if you have a deed out there, and it's not recorded in the county, where the property is located, then you can lose the property uh, just by not having it recorded. So, mm-hmm. well, make sure you have a current copy of the deed, your name is on it, and you want to make sure that it's recorded. Good, good, good. All right, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have here? Um, Gerald uh, wants to be on the air, and he's on line four. All righty. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning, Brother Burnett. Yes. Mm-hmm. Michael, yes. Uh, making sure our calls get through. 
Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to uh, state this for about four weeks now because uh, it is very important. Uh, maybe I'm just later noticing, but I like to feed wild animals. I mean, not wild animals, cats, and, you know, straight cats and dogs when I see them. But um, over here off the Overton Road in 310, I was feeding some cats over there, and I was wondering why I went from one bag every week and a half to one bag every other day. And I noticed one night I pulled up, and that was a coyote over there. And I just want, I'm saying that to be where I'm at. I'm just late and I know, but is coyotes known to be in that area? Oh, I, I don't know if Attorney Robinson, do you, you know anything about coyotes in Oak Cliff? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's in your field, is it? They can be, they can well, be in and everywhere. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, not my, uh, since I've been in Dallas in 1992, I've never seen anything that's far into Dallas uh, uh, city limit. But but I just wanted to state that, and I've been wanting to state it, but it's been uh, past my mind. Yes, but I do I... have a question for, uh, for the attorney. How do you get your name, I mean, I asked my staff, I'm a, grand, I'm a grandchild, and my grandfather left, uh, he died. My mother is one of the heirs of, uh, of no, of his. As a grandchild, I'm, I understand I'm not, just because of, uh, uh, I'm not inherited to the, uh, to the property just because of that, my mom, right? So I have to go down there and put my name on the deed or get it put on the deed. How, how do we go about doing that? Well, what, what needs to happen is, and I want to try to make this very clear and very succinct. Uh, if you are a child or a grandchild, you are a descendant, according to the, uh, state code, you are a descendant. You are not an heir. You only become an heir if the court declares you an heir. And so you're eligible to become an heir, but the court has to declare you an heir. You have to go through probate mm-hmm. court. And if your mm-hmm. parent or your grandparents died and they their name is on the deed, then uh, you have to probate their estate. They they either died and left a will. If they left a will, you file an application to probate the will. If they died without a will, then you have to file an application uh, for a declaration of heirship. In Dallas County, you, you must retain an attorney to represent you in order to begin that process. But the, once the application okay. is filed, the court will go through the procedure and they will issue the court, the probate court issue an order. And based upon that court order, they will declare who the heirs are, and then the property can be transferred, uh, the, uh, the, the heirs' uh, names, if they entitled to the property, can be put on the deed. And the court will issue an order of such. And then the deed is, is actually uh, issued and it's recorded, and that's how you you get legal title and interest in the property. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that's uh-huh. very important. So what you, what everyone needs to do, everybody, consult with an attorney. And okay. consult with an attorney. You can find out what legal title and interest you have in any property uh, in which you feel that you are a descendant of a, of a 
of a parent or a grandparent. You have to consult with an attorney so you can understand what process you need to follow in order to get that property or that deed issued in your name as an heir or a beneficiary of the deceased person. All right. Because I'm on both sides of my parents. Uh, um, uh, we have the land that I need, you know, it's like, well, you know, you're, you're an heir because of your mom or your dad. And, and I'm getting ready to go to East Texas to, to really uh, find out what I need to exactly do uh, to get legally established. Because this hearsay, I don't like to go on hearsay, and I've been allowing that for all my life on this property. And it's time to get it done. Thank you very much for taking my call. And mm -hmm. I always uh, thank you for coming on and educating us, Brother uh, uh, Attorney Malcolm. Thank you. Thank you. Right, we thank you. All right, take a listen to the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next for you? Uh, we have uh, Aiden on uh, line two. Aiden? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Aiden. Hello? Aiden? Is he saying Helen? No, I'm not saying Helen, but uh, I guess since you're on there, go right ahead and speak. Uh, I, have a, I have a couple of questions for the attorney. Good morning. All right. Mm -hmm. first, first question is, could, could, could you explain the difference between a quick claim deed and a regular deed? Because I understand that a quick claim deed is not legal in Texas. So could you please clarify that? And then the other uh, question I have, could you explain what a remainderment uh, means? And, um, you know, is that legal as, as well when it comes to property? I heard the part about the quick claim deed, but I didn't hear that last one. You said okay, what? What is a remainderment? Oh, okay. All right. Let me try to go over this. A quick claim deed is not accepted or recognized in Texas as an instrument that can legally transfer title to property. So, as a result of that. Uh, the title companies will not provide title insurance on property in which there was an attempt to transfer interest through a quick claim deed. You need a warranty deed, a warranty deed. So you make sure that's what you have. And if the property is transferred to you via a warranty deed, then you can acquire legal title and interest. If someone attempts to transfer property to you, via a quick claim deed, that's not going to be effective in the, in the state of Texas. Now, the, the other question you talk about is the remainderment. That's a contingent uh, person that would acquire title or interest to property through a contingency. They call them a remainderment. The fact of the matter is, those are not effective. They used to be, but they're not anymore. You have to have a vested interest in property, not a not a remainder interest in property. So what you, what you, everyone needs to do, if they feel they have any title or any interest in property, they need to go and consult with an attorney. 
And, and the attorney will explain the situation as relates to you, your title, your interest, and what needs to be done for you to acquire legal title and legal interest in property that you that you are concerned about. Okay. Okay. So if a deceased person before they passed over uh, left a property in as a remainderment to a family member, you're saying that that is not a legal process? That is not an effective legal process. And you definitely need to hurry up and go and consult with an attorney in regards to that. Because they may have attempted to try to do it, but they didn't effectively do it. And so the title and interest in that property is vulnerable. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. We thank you. Mm -hmm. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. I tell you what, we up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, Gallo. Yo, Slim, can I kick it Here we go. Well, 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 my Starbucks, I've arrived. She, she's arrived with my Starbucks. I tell you what, let's go back to our phone lines and... Uh, listen to some of our listeners talk with the barrister himself. All right. <laughs> Who do we have? Okay, we have uh, Medis. Medis on uh, line f uh, two. Medis? Yes. All right. Good morning. You Good morning. Yes, you're on with Attorney Robinson. How you doing? Um, I was wondering if my sister passed, my mother has um, power of attorney over her. Um, how can she go about getting a deed on her property? She's a beneficiary. Oh, you said your sister died? Uh-huh, she passed. And my mom, is the ben she was the beneficiary over her. And um, so we're trying to see how she can go by getting her name on the deed. Okay, so your sister, did your sister have a will? No. Okay, when you say that your mom was the beneficiary, what are you uh -huh. referring to? Over her um, medical and her, her, um, um, her uh -huh. home and everything. Okay, we're on the power of attorney. When a person dies, the power mm -hmm. of attorney becomes void. So she cannot use the power of attorney to do anything. Okay, so how could she go by uh, claiming her home? Okay, what she would have to do, she had to go and consult with an attorney, and mm -hmm. she would have to file an application to probate your sister's estate. And since your sister died without a will, you mm -hmm. have to, your mother will have to file an application for a declaration of heirship. Okay. In the county where 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 the property where where she died. So is it in Dallas County? Um. Yes. Okay. Then she'll have to uh, retain an attorney to represent her in filing an application to probate your sister's estate. Okay. Okay, that's what I needed to know. She, yeah. Her husband passed before she did, and she had no children. 
Okay, yeah, well, that's what needs to happen. Then your mom, your mom, or you, because your sister, could, could retain an attorney and mm-hmm. file an application for a declaration of airship in Dallas County. That's the only way you can proceed. Okay. Do you all have access to attorneys there? Say that again. Do you have access to attorneys there for you all? Well, what, what I would do is give you my phone number, uh, and then you can give me a call, and then we can and we can discuss it and schedule an appointment for you. The phone okay. number is 214-941-0717, okay. extension 303, 214 okay. 914- Zero seven one seven extension three zero three. My name is Malcolm Robinson, and the law firm is Robinson and Hoskins. You call me, and you leave a message if I'm on the line or something, and, and leave your number and a good time to call you. I'll call you back. We'll discuss it if we need to schedule a. Uh, for you to come in, you come in for a, uh, uh, a consultation. You need to make sure that you get a current copy of the deed to the property in question. A current okay. copy of the deed. So if your sister okay. owns the property, you go to the county clerk's office and get a current copy of the deed to your sister's property, and you bring that in with you when we schedule the consultation, if that's what you want to do. Okay. 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 Thank you. You are. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. Yes, Malcolm. I hope you convinced her you're a real lawyer. I hope you convinced her you're a real lawyer now. She asked, "Do y'all have any lawyers?" <laughs> well, that's that's life. Right, you Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Nine seven two six four three. Uh, 1-8-6-4-7-1-8-9-3 I'm sorry and uh, make your tax deductible pledge also yes I'm hearing the radio in the background or something um, wow okay alrighty who do we have uh, online uh, I think that we have uh, David on uh, line 3 David yeah. on line 3 all right, go right ahead, David. Oh, thank you, Reverend. And uh, is it Malcolm? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll give you a chance to get another slurp of coffee there, uh, Reverend. Uh, what I was going to ask, uh, last year when the big freeze happened, uh, there were a lot of properties that got damaged, broken pipes, and it, it uh, did a lot of damage to the property. And I'm just wondering, well, I, I know that not very many people have gotten uh, the power companies to pay up. You know, those they those guys pretended that they had no responsibility for damages to everybody's houses. But I'm just wondering, is there like a statute of limitations that's running on uh, claims against those power companies? Is there a way that the average person can get in on a like uh, some kind of a unified claim, a class action claim uh, for damages to their houses. And then with housing prices going up, is there a way that they can uh, do a new declarative value of uh, damages? Uh, you know, if the house was worth so much last year, 
with housing prices going up every minute, uh, that they their claim amount can go higher, and that might force those uh, power companies to kick loose of some uh, settlement money. Well, generally, generally that's the insurance involved. And insurance, if you have a claim on insurance, that's a contractual claim. And the four-year statute of limitation on contractual claims, if there's a claim that is based upon other than contractual, it could run anywhere from a, a two-year uh, statute of limitation or it may have a uh, limitation actually expressed in the policy itself. But generally, it's a four-year uh, contractual claim statute of limitation. Now, the damage, in terms of the amount of the damage, that can be, if it's an insurance coverage, that'll be specified in the insurance policy in terms of what your limits may be. And uh, so it's going to be affected by the policy limit. Uh, and that may be, that'll be different from what the market value might be. So you have to take a look at all of that. So when, you know, what we have people do is if you, you come in, you make sure you got your deed and you make sure you got your policy and we can take a look at it and give you an idea. Or you go ahead and file a claim uh, for damages with your insurance company and they will come out and take a look at it. All righty. Did you hear that, sir? Is he gone? The, the power companies were the ones that were responsible for it. So is it the insurance company suing the power company? The insurance, the insurance company is the one that would cover damage to your property. Right. But would this, the insurance company then be having a counterclaim against the power company for causing it in the first place? They might, depending on what the cause is. They might have a claim against the power companies, and that depends on how your policy is written. But as far as you, if you have insurance, you go to the insurance first. Well, sure, yeah. Well, the reason I ask is, as I've been studying this, it's pretty plain that the power grid in Texas did not want New Mexico selling electricity across state lines or Oklahoma or Louisiana because they wanted to kind of secede from the nation, and they also didn't want the federal government inspecting them. Uh, FERC, uh, F-E-R-C, uh, and by having commerce across state lines, uh, by cutting commerce across state lines, there could be no federal investigation of what happened. And, uh, and it makes it look more like it was an Enron scam, and Enron only got caught because they were selling electricity across the state lines. And uh, so I'm just wondering, uh, you know, if you're saying there could potentially only be a two-year statute of limitations, we're at a year and a half now, so time's running out. And I'm, uh, I'm just kind of leaning on, on getting those investigations because it looks like Texas got royally screwed by the power grid, and, uh, and the Texas legislature and the governor have got some explaining to do. Well, well, well what I did was... It sounds like a contractual claim, and the statute of limitations is four years, not two. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll keep the heat up. Uh, I'm just uh, seeing if you had any knowledge about the increased value. You know, if housing prices were going to go up, 
it might be a way of uh, kind of putting the squeeze on those power companies to settle quick because if land values are going up, uh, increase the claim. The policy, the policy will have a minute on what the power company will pay. Sure. There's a law. And unless you have a replacement cost policy, then you're going to only pay what the policy limit is. Well, you know, repair costs are going up. Everything's going up. It uh, it's a, it seems like an interesting way to double down and making an Enron thing go doubly worse. Uh, you know, if they if the if the grid knew that the land values were going to go up and they were going to freeze out of you know cause a lot of real estate damage. Uh, you know, the the Koch brothers, for example, are buying land like crazy now. Uh, they're no longer into making paper supplies and things like that. The Koch brothers that are making sure the Supreme Court is stacked their way. So it, it just smell. I smell a rat in the whole thing, and I, I'm just trying to figure out a negotiating uh, thing that'll put the squeeze on them. Well, the, the state sets the regulation, and right. people have to go out and vote for new state officials who right, are... The railroad, railroad commissioner, right? It's well, the railroad commissioner that does the uh, insure, or the uh, electric grid? The, 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 the governor, uh, through the regulation of the utility, and the railroad Yeah. And legislators. The legislators who are responsible, uh, they also are elected officials. Well, I once we'll keep calculating ways to mess with them. So, hey, appreciate your help. Okay. All right. We thank you for your call. Mm-hmm. That clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. But uh, when it comes to regulations like that with the insurance companies, what about? Uh, do you ever deal with cases where people will sue insurance companies who've who pay premium premiums, but the insurance don't want to pay for the damage that's done to their homes. Well, one of the areas that I I uh, practice in in was insurance, mm-hmm. and because I worked within the insurance industry when I first got out of law school, so I had an understanding of it, and I have to try and explain it to people in terms of of what rights and obligations they have in regards and in connection with different uh, types of insurance. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's defined by the policy itself. And the insurance companies are regulated by the Department Insurance of Insurance State. So in Texas, it would be the Texas Department mm-hmm. of Insurance. Mm-hmm. If the insurance uh, company, uh, they are required to, to do certain things in terms of processing claims and selling policies and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we always have to, one, identify what the problems are. Two, we have to review, go to the policy and and language that may apply to it. And then we would uh, recommend that they file a claim or complaint with the Department of Insurance if the insurance company did not uh, do what they were supposed to do in accordance with the laws and regulations of the state of Texas. This is the department that oversees insurance companies in Texas? 
Yeah, insurance companies in Texas, as well as insurance agents and mm-hmm. other uh, persons who participate in the insurance industry. So uh, all that is, co- is regulated by the Department of Insurance in the state of Texas. Okay, I, I, I wondered about that because now, uh, have you ever been been in the, uh, dealing with car wrecks and things like that? Yes. Okay, uh, do, do they have a certain amount they're supposed to do? What are, what are the regulations on car wrecks? Well, we, the regulation on wrecks, I, I want to make sure I understand your question. Are you talking about if somebody get in an uh, automobile accident yeah. and they get injured or they get their property damaged. I tell you what, this is something I asked. Let me let me let me go back to a call us. Uh let them because we're running out of time. Uh who do we have? What what's uh So we have uh, Beverly on uh, line two. Beverly, yeah. all right. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you guys doing? Fine. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm fabulous, y'all. I just want to say this about that insurance. That I went through insurance busters, and they are in the state of Texas, and I bowed with them. I wanted them to, when he called and said that, that may help him out also. Insurance busters is their name if they're still in business. Insurance busters? Yes. Are these lawyers? Uh, they go out just like they go after the insurance companies. Where the insurance company don't want to pay you what it's worth, they'll go after them and they'll make them pay your stuff right. Mm-hmm. Get that stuff done right, mm-hmm. and they don't like to see you. They don't like to see them coming. They're called insurance busters. Yeah, well, are they the ones with those hammers? They, 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 they don't be advertised. They on bust television. them down with them hammers. <laughs> they don't be advertised on television. You got to watch advertisement. Oh, so okay. insurance busters. Uh, that young man is listening. You may want to look them up and give them a call and see if they still exist. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. Have a good one. You have a good one. Uh, we All better. Attorney uh, uh, Robinson, you need to give out your phone number and everything. Uh, yeah, my number is uh, 214-941-0717, extension 303. That's 214-941-0717, extension 303. Malcolm Robinson is my name, and the law firm is Robinson & Hopkins. And when you call, make sure you leave a, a good free of voicemail message, and if you can, a time a good time to return the call and uh, make sure your your voicemail is clear so if I when I call back I can leave a message for you if I miss you all right I thank you I thank you and thank all of you I'd love to see y'all continue to pledge y'all call some pledges 972-647-1893 it's not too late it's not too late call them in hurry up call them in uh next show is coming uh Workers Beat is coming next. And uh, we got to get out of here. We got to run. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Until we see you again on the radio. Y'all have a wonderful day.